Grain to Glass. This show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tuns. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Rick. And this is the best beer show on the internet. According to uh, Mothers. fuck is that? That's uh, me fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, yeah, we got uh, Rick back in the studio for a very special episode. Yeah, dude. Uh, so I bring Rick down for the episodes that Brian doesn't want to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and because, you know, every once in a while I get that, I get that little message like, hey, where's Rick? I miss Rick. Where's Rick? That's <laughs> uh, a lie. That never happens. Yeah, I was going to um, say, does that happen? <laughs> uh, do you, would it make you feel better if it happened? It would, but not if you lied to me about it. <laughs> well, then we're in a bit of a wreck and a hard place, aren't we? <laughs> Uh, All right, before we get too deep here... I appreciate you guys not wanting me back, but Casey <laughs> telling me you do. All right, uh, we should do, probably do the ad reads, huh? Yeah, sure. All right, uh, the American Homebrewers Association does a lot to support homebrewing and homebrewers, and now they support us. During the AHA, we'll give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the referral link at the bottom of our homepage and join today. i also like to give a shout-out to our patron, specifically Black Belt patron Andy Thompson. Uh, if you'd like to be as awesome as Andy and see our delightful faces on a live stream, uh, so you guys can get access to the Homebrew Bound episodes before anybody else does. Uh, if you and like, you know, a little bit of extra content here and there, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash and become a patron today. Uh, you can also click on the Patreon link on our homepage. And if you're doing any Amazon shopping, head over to uh, blindestudios.com, click on the Amazon link on our homepage, do your Amazon shopping as normal, uh, and then we get a bit of a kickback from Amazon, really helps us out. And I'm going to apologize at the top of the show right. here. Uh, we are dealing with a heat index of Dude. 115, I believe. It and is so hot. And to be fair, it is 20 degrees cooler here in the studio. Yeah. But, well, which makes it 90 degrees instead of 115 yeah. or 110. So, And it is humid. So uh, there's going to be a lot of just... Uh, you might be able to just hear the the heat through the microphone. Yeah, you might hear like sweat dripping into puddles below. Well, us. I wasn't trying. I wasn't gonna go that gross with Dude, it. Dude, it is it is so hot. It is like, very warm. We just we just turned off the fan over there because it'll make too much noise for the mics. But as soon as we did that, the temperature like just went boom. way up. Um. So yeah, we're gonna be sweating this whole. Oh. Uh, what are you new? I turned it. I turned it down. I ju- I literally just turned it down. <laughs> <laughs> and then I forgot to uh, Mute it. go with the whole, like, not even vibrate thing. So, yep. All right. Um, that happen so, Rick, quick. my friend, my colleague, what have you been up to beer-related uh, since the last time you were on the show? It's been a while. I feel like there's uh, there's some new things in your life. Um, a ton of new stuff. So, are you fucking kidding me? I'm going to put it in my pocket. So there you go. Quieted. Nice soft, um, soft spot. Yeah. So, uh... I am professionally brewing now. I guess Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. I guess that's like the main news. Um, we're at Copper State where I was bartending for about a year. Um, moved into brew house. I'm still bartending occasionally until they find someone to cover that up. But it's pretty cool. Um, done a few batches so far, and that's been pretty pretty legit. Um yeah, I, I get it. It was basically what I expected. I'm doing like janitorial a work, a ton of cleaning stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. And then occasionally brewing. And, but I don't know, it's kind of prepared for that. Like, yeah, like knowing what brewing is, that's how it is at the homebrew level, just a lot bigger, just a lot more of the same thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, the, the thing that surprised me most, I will say, is. Just how long a day of washing kegs is. Um, because, so like with the keg washer, we have it washes two kegs at once. Because we inherited Hinterland's old, like, building and equipment. Okay. And so, I don't know, like, I know there's keg washers that'll wash like eight of them at a time or something. We have two. And it's a six minute cycle. So, that's not that long when you wash two kegs. And yeah. then when you wash, like, 200 kegs, it takes a lot of time. And you're just, like, sitting there washing kegs and trying to do other stuff. 
but you also have to like keep an eye on it and then switch the kegs out over and over. So it's it's almost worse than like it's almost worse than not having other things to do. Like it it almost be better to just sit and watch it. But that's not productive in a brewery. Yeah. Like you can't sit for eight hours and just watch kegs get washed. Mm-hmm. So even though that'd be more boring, it's almost worse that you have to like like we'll start transferring a beer while we're washing kegs, and then you have to like watch both at the same time in different areas. I have no idea what that's like. Yeah. At the homebrew level, I fucking do that all the time. <laughs> no, it's it's but it's like so you have to every six minutes you have to go switch the kegs, but you're also like transferring stuff. So you and have to make sure that it doesn't. So something starts going wrong with the transfer, and then your timer in your head's like, "Oh, kegs are ready," and you're like, "Fuck, I have to do two things now," and but I only have the hands for one thing. So that's part of the reason that I'm in the brew house is because I get to be more hands to do that stuff. Because they used to just be, like, they got so behind on production, just, they had two people in the brew house. And now we're regionally distributing to the point where, like, it's it's unfeasible to have just two people. So, that's why I moved in there. But that was the most surprising to me. Like, at the homebrew level, I wash one keg, like, and that's done. And that's a bitch. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't want to do it. Because, yeah. because that means there's not beer in there now. Right. Like, so, everything... When I'm getting ready to put beer in something is totally easy. Like, I can easily do that. It's the cleanup of, like, after I blow a keg that I procrastinate. Because like, <laughs> it's like, there's no beer here. I'm not cleaning this to put beer in. I'm just cleaning it so it doesn't... Well, as long as you don't vent the keg, it. it's still a, you know anaerobic environment. So, for the most part, it should still be easy to clean. Right, but I do that. And then leave it for like a month. Oh yeah, that's too long. So it's like the the thing is like getting myself to clean a keg is a hassle when it really shouldn't be because it's not that hard. Yeah, that's better than the fifty. But it bottles. is because I just procrastinate it. Yeah. So. All right. Anything else, man? Um, no. I mean, I've been brewing a lot of stuff um, at home as well. Um, I I didn't bring any today. I just didn't have anything ready. Okay. Yeah, I like, completely understand that. I fell in like a weird spot where. I literally blew a keg last night, and I was like, oh, I should have saved some to bring. That happens. But Dude, was- I'm at a point right now where I have all of my kegs full um, and, like, don't have enough tap space. And we're like, we're, I want to try beers on the show, <laughs> but I don't have enough tap space. Yeah. And I refuse to bottle. Yeah, yeah. Because well, I'm a monster. Dude, it's it's so hard to go I back did, to bottling. I did enough bottling. It's, I went back to bottling uh, but for a year so and a half. it's so hard to do. Like... It's so hard when you have, like, if you brew a beer and there's a keg available, it's so hard to, like, yeah. be like, no, I have to bottle this. No, I don't want to. Right. I, even if you don't have kegs available, it's even tempting to be like, I could just buy a keg. Right. 50 bucks. <laughs> and they're so expensive now. They're only like 50 or 60 bucks still, I think, That's for a used That's crazy, one. though. That's what I bought them for when I was buying them before. Like but, 45 50 Like bucks. the most I've spent on one is $25. Oh, damn. Um, but that's like, because through the homebrew club, I have like, you get like the friend discount mm. or like fellow brewer thing. Okay. If you buy them from like the homebrew shop used, they're going to be that much. Yeah. But, um, okay. Uh, beer related for me, uh, not much. Uh, there's some interesting stuff on Swing, at, at Swing Bridge. They, uh, they have a peanut butter porter on that's pretty solid. Uh, yeah, so I've, I've been actually talking to a lot of brewers lately about peanut butter porters because I'm brewing one for my brother's wedding. Right. Uh, and so actually tomorrow I'm pulling the beers that we have on tap off and I'm putting on two peanut butter porters side by side. Oh, yeah? So we can... To try it out? Yeah. To try them and see which one people like better. When is your brother's wedding? Uh, September. End of September. Okay. So I got I got a month or about... I got about two months. Old JV getting hitched. Old JV getting hitched. Right. Yeah, their uh, their wedding invitation says JK at the end. This is Jordan and Kara. <laughs> so I've been giving them shit like, are you guys actually getting married? Like, is that a thing that's happening? <laughs> Come to our wedding, JK. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> It'd be hilarious if nobody showed up. Because that's also their sense of humor, too. It is. Like, they would do that. They definitely would. <laughs> so... 
Um, yeah, so I'm getting ready for that. Uh, I have a lager uh, in the fermenter right now. Um, my first lager in a while that I haven't even told Brian about. Uh, <laughs> it's a secret so he doesn't judge you. Well, no, so I'm going gonna, gonna to try it first, and it might get dumped. Like, <laughs> It's a secret, so he doesn't tell you it sucks. Yep. Yeah, no, so, like, we get it, like, me, you, and the homebrew li- homebrew-bound listeners get a no, and <laughs> Brian doesn't. Well, uh, Bri- I'm sure Brian doesn't listen. Brian doesn't have that kind of time. Uh, actually, he, he listens to all of our shows. Does he? Yeah. Well, well at least he listens to DOO and stuff. I don't know if he'll listen to this one or not. Well, if you are listening, Brian. Shh. You don't know. You don't know. Uh, yeah, other than that, want not, not a ton, just uh, kind of been packaging and stuff, just getting shit ready. Uh, speaking of packaging, packaging, um, this is kind of fun for me because we have an ESC beer yeah. in front of us, Every Style Challenge, for uh, some of our newer listeners who may not know, because that was almost a year ago now. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's crazy. Um, yeah, when we wrap that up. Have you so, ever done DMT? What? I, I, it's when I say that's crazy. I always think of Joe Rogan. Like that's crazy. Have you ever done DMT? Like oh, I don't watch anyway. the Joe Rogan podcast or listen it, to it's, it. It's 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 funny because he did that once. All right. Anyway, that we're talking about beer seventy seven that we did. Uh, wild specialty ale. Uh, this was our uh, wild rhubarb. Wild rhubarb. Wild rhubarb. Um. So that's how you say it. Yep. Um. So overall impression here. Uh, and Rick, do you remember how we do this? Because Brian doesn't get it. What? So I'm gonna do overall impression. You're gonna do oh, aroma. Yeah. I'm gonna do appearance, and then you're gonna then you're gonna do the important bit. Yeah. Flavor. Yeah. The important All right. Bit. So uh, if you're watching beer cam, you can see it on beer cam right now. Yeah. Uh, that'll be pu- being pulled away in a in a minute here. But overall impression: we're looking for a sour and or funky version of a fruit, herb, or spice beer, or a wild beer aged in wood. Uh, this one is not aged in wood. Uh, would you like to know the recipe? I would love to. All right. Uh, we are, oh, hang on, I gotta open it properly so I can get the percentages. All right, 78% two-row, uh, 19, or about 20% uh, wheat, uh, and then 2.5% brown sugar. Yeah. Um, I remember then, we threw brown sugar. Yep, and we fermented with um, Wai's uh, Bretomyces lambicus. Um, I don't remember and why half, we threw brown sugar in, but we did. We did, I think, for complexity and to dry it out a little bit. Yeah. Um, I guess. Oh, that was it. Because we were just going to throw regular sugar in, and we were like, why not brown? Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that. Um, and then we used some Age Cascade for the for the hops, so an unknown amount of IBUs. Yeah. All right, yeah. So uh, you want to talk aroma while we sniff it? So aroma, variable by base style. So there you have it. Yeah, base style here, I guess, would be like American wheat, American blonde, something like that. Yeah, basically. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I think that's, yeah. Should show the fruit, sour, and or funk of a wild fermentation, as well as the characteristics of special ingredients used. The best examples will blend the aromatics from the fermentation with the special ingredients, creating an aroma that may be difficult to attribute precisely, which is, I think, what your face is doing right now. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um, <laughs> your face is doing the difficult to attribute precisely. So I, I get, I'm getting, honestly, I'm getting a little bit of molasses. Um, kind of like a, kind of like a, uh, what's, almost like a pie filling aroma. Um, with like a hint yeah. of, a, with a hint of sourness. And wet hay. Yep, yeah, that Brett comes through just yeah. a little bit, like that little barnyard wet hay. That's that's actually the first thing that I get, but then I, I see like uh like a cherry pie. Yeah. Basically. Like well well rhubarb pie, because that's a thing. Yeah. And that's actually what this smells like. Yeah, almost like rhubarb bars. It smells like having a rhubarb pie on the farm. Yeah. Which literally reminds that's me of where you eat up. rhubarb pie. But, but that's, like, growing up, my mom made rhubarb pie all the time on the farm. So, this is like, uh... It's memories in the glass. Uh, appearance, yeah, aside from, uh, variable by yeah. base style, uh, generally showing... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, thumbs up or down on the aroma? Well, I think it smells like what it says. All right, so thumbs up? Yeah. Thumbs up. All right, appearance, variable by base style, generally showing a color, tint, or hue from any fruit. I just, uh, in... Both the beer and the head clarity can be variable. Some haze is not a fault. Head retention is often poor. Uh, you look at this. I'm going to turn on the uh, beer light because I forgot. <laughs> he didn't turn on the patented beer light. What a what a noob. 
All right, so as you can see on the uh, the beer cam, um, it is it doesn't show a hue from the fruit, but that's not that unusual with rhubarb because rhubarb really doesn't have that much color yeah. unless you make like straight rhubarb something. I thought it was going to be more red, yeah. but I'm not super no, versed with uh, rhubarb. Rhubarb, so when you cook with rhubarb, unless it's like, like rhubarb pie will be like pink, but that's only because it's like 90% rhubarb. So with this small amount of rhubarb we put in here, I'm not terribly surprised. There's that like some rhubarb uh, yeasty pulp floating around, making yeah, it look all pulp. like alieny. Yeah. Uh, but um, it has a very beautiful like golden color. Yeah, it's it's very golden. Um, you guys saw that on beer cam. I'll put it back in a second once I'm done holding it up to the patented beer light. Um, so yeah, there is a pulp in there, and that's probably from the rhubarb. Um, but yeah, that's that's the thing with rhubarb is it really doesn't impart a lot of color in the small amount that we used, because um, that that happens with cooking and everything. So, it's because of the fruit or I guess is rhubarb a fruit? I, I don't. It's more like a carrot. Like it's, it's a stalk, isn't it? Yeah, it it's like celery but sweet. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. Whatever, because of the the vegetal matter. Yeah, the the addition that we chose, it's not gonna have a hue. Yeah, but I don't. It's it's slightly hazy. Um yeah. I don't. I think it definitely poor head retention. Yeah. Well, in the haziness, we used a, quite a bit of wheat in this, too. Yeah. So that's going to contribute to the haziness. It's not filtered or anything. Yep. So I think as far as appearance goes, this is pretty much Yeah, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Um, All right. Uh, you want to you talk about the important bit? Yeah. Important bit is flavor. So it's variable by base style, as it is with everything else. Um, should show the fruit, sour, and or funk of a wild fermentation, as well as the characteristics of the special ingredients used. Any fruit sweetness is generally gone, so only the esters typically remain from the fruit. The sour character from the fruit and wild fermentation could be prominent, but should not be the but should not be overwhelming. The acidity and tannin from any fruit can be both. Right. The acidity and tannin from any fruit can both enhance the dryness of the beer, so care must be taken with the balance. Acidity should enhance the perception of the fruit flavor, not detract from it. Wood notes, if present, add flavor, but should be balanced. We don't have any wood notes in this, I believe. All right. Um, yeah. So flavor here, um, like it, it's very full up front and then thin, like just kind of fades away pretty quickly. Very dry. Yeah. Um, I get I get like a hay, old grass barnyard um, from the Brettomyces. I get a slight tartness and like a fruity sweetness kind of in the middle. Um, I'm really bad at picking out rhubarb because, again, it's not a fruit or it's not a food that I eat very often. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to kind of rely on you if if the if that rhubarb character is coming through. Um, I get a little bit of just like a hint of a molasses character. Um, but like it could just be because I know that there's brown sugar in there and that's putting it in my head. Because um, like it, it's it's hit or miss. Very good. Very complex. There's a lot of things going on in this beer. Mm hmm. So, I'm going to take you guys on a journey through this sip. I do like going on a um, sip journey. So, the immediate, like, the sip hits my tongue, and it's wheat. Like a wheat beer. As soon as I open my mouth, done with the sip, like, that's the immediate influx. Yeah, um, that, 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 that that heaviness of the Yeah, there's the that wheat, wheat mouthfeel. Like, yep, that full up. You'll know if you've had, like, a wheat beer. And then it's all of that bread. Like, all that barnyard and all that stuff plays there. And then it immediately, like, slams into first gear, dries out. Um, and then it's, like, kind of that aged-top bitterness. The, the, there's a little bit of bitterness there that dries out into the finish of the beer with full-on rhubarb ester. Okay. So it, it's kind of weird to taste, especially, like, if you, have, if you don't eat a lot of rhubarb. Um, yeah, no, there, there's a flavor that I can't place, and I'm guessing that's the rhubarb. At the end? Yep. That's the rhubarb. Okay. Um, so the reason, like, it's even more difficult to place is because, like this described, all the sweetness is gone. So it's like bitter rhubarb it's flavor. It's like essence of rhubarb. Yeah. Which is not the same as rhubarb, and if you've got limited experience already, you'll have basically no experience with this flavor. Yeah. 
um, I carried it, through better than I thought it was going yeah. to, though. It's it's weird for me to taste like this because I'm so used to like rhubarb pie, rhubarb bars, stuff that my mom makes, like good old country woman making rhubarb stuff. Uh, it's typically got even more sugar added. It's really sweet. Yep. Um, so this is like a super dry rhubarb flavor. It's actually super tasty. Yeah, especially on a hot day like this. Yeah. Very refreshing. I, I like it a lot. It's weird. But that, that, like, it perfectly mellows out that barnyard. Like, I, I've i grown to like, especially Brett Sours, um, that aren't super tart. I've grown to like them. But if it left that, like, wet hay flavor in my mouth, wouldn't really love that too yep. much. All right. Um, I'm going to give this a thumbs up on flavor, I think. Yeah. I think I think we we kind of hit what we were looking for. It, I'd have it to re I'd have out. to re-listen to that episode again to know for sure. But I feel like well, like, it, it hits style. <laughs> if it's not what we're going for, we still we still manage to hit style. Then we accidentally did. But I think this is I think this is kind of what we were well, going for. I think we didn't exactly know what was going to happen with it. Yeah. Um, well, so this was beer seventy seven. So at this point, we were we were just kind of like getting through. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I I remember making this, though, and, like, not really knowing with the bread what the rhubarb was going to do. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about it on the episode, yep. if I remember correctly. Like, not really being sure what was going to happen. Uh, I think rhubarb is a good choice with this beer. I think that it lends itself well to finishing with a fruit ester that well, it's isn't offensive that you, you when it's not sweet. You don't see a lot. Um, yeah, you don't, you don't see, you a, see lot. a lot of rhubarb sours. All right, um, yeah, so thumbs up on this one. Yeah, let's dive into the mouthfeel. Um, generally light body, lighter than what might be expected from the base style. Generally moderate to high carbonation. Carbonation should balance the base style if one is uh, declared. The presence of tannin from fruit or wood can provide a slight astringency, enhance the body, or make the beer seem drier. It is. This beer seems very dry. Um, carbonation is solid, um, but it like it's, it it's dissipates quick for. Being basically a base style of an American wheat, it's very much drier than that. Yep, very much. Which is perfectly interesting. And there might be some tannic uh, that we're getting from the fruit, too, that makes it seem drier. Possibly. I'm not getting a ton of tannin on the tongue, but there's a little bit. Yeah, um, it, it, it dries out. Stocky. It dries out just because. Well, yeah, just because it's because fucking dry. It's dry. Yeah. Um, no, but there's like a there's like a slight like um, lateness redundancy on the tongue. Like right at the end. It's not it's not overwhelming, but it's there. Yeah, I can feel that right in the middle of my tongue. Yep. Yeah. All right, I'm going to give this a thumbs up on the mouthfeel. I think this is another another thumbs up in the books. All yeah, we, green we hit check. the style on this. Um, I don't think when we made it, we knew exactly what it was going to be, but I don't think so, there's a good way to predict that yeah, with a brand new this recipe. Is, so this, this, this is a thing that I've kind of learned doing the Every Style Challenge. I never would have learned. I'm actually pretty decent at making sours. Yeah. Well, so I think that I think the thing is like, when you make a what is it, wild specialty beer, uh, if you don't use something that you know is going to work, there's really like with other beers, like if you make an amber, you can like put stuff in and be like that sh- that should work. Yeah, like I kind of know how these things work. That should work. Like with this style specifically. If, while you're talking, if you can grab the next beer. Yeah, um, with like this type of stuff specifically, it's kind of like. A shit shoot, like, yeah, you never really know what you're you, gonna you get. You can't know exactly how something. Kind of like going. a, you know, like a Forrest Gump box of chocolates type yeah. of deal. Well, it's like wild fermentation. Um, there, you just, it's kind of hard to say what's gonna happen. There. Oh goddamn! It's not the right beer. Are you trying to get a different beer? No, I'm trying to get the same one. Oh, oh, you we each get a can. Yeah, I was not expecting that. I thought we were gonna share. Uh, it's it's oh, like three point two percent. You're already better than Brian. That. You're bringing beer. Yeah. All right. Uh, so what are, what are we uh, what are we drinking here? So this is pomegranate pucker. So another oh, sour. I'll, I'll put the can in the beer cam so oh, there you can go. see. Obviously, um, it's from Copper State, uh, the brewery that I work at. This is actually a batch that I brewed. Um, I didn't brew it by myself because I'm still, like, new to the brewery. Uh, do you know what the recipe is on this? So it's basically, like, 75% two-row, 
like 20% wheat and then some carapils. That's an interesting take because you usually see the other way around. Like you would go more on the wheat uh, yeah. for a no, it, It's Well, um, I don't Ooh. know if this one. This carbonation is out of control. Yeah, so the only thing with that is that these are uh, low fills okay. um, from the canning line. So they're like literally like half an inch below completely full, but that results in them being a little higher, higher carbonated. Um, it's a very interesting like uh, peachy uh, color. Yeah. Um, so this is this one is the first batch that we didn't filter. Um, and I think that's how it probably should be. Yeah, no, it shouldn't. Um, it shouldn't be filtered. Um, no, this this is very good. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a cloudy peachy color. Um, really, no no head retention. Well, we'll we'll watch it dissipate on beer cam. Yeah, on beer cam, it's gonna it's gonna pretty much go away immediately here. Yeah. Um, very high carbonation. Uh, the carbonation level is good, especially like for a low fill. Uh, flavor wise. Yep. I get like this immediate like hit in the mouth of pomegranate juice. Yep. And then this really nice lactic sourness. So and then it and it goes away pretty much immediately. Like and yeah. like just a little bit of sweetness lingers. Yep. Kind of like a uh, like a sour skittle or something like that. Like yeah. just that 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 sweet sour. So this uh, uh, or maybe like a sour like uh, airhead. Yeah. This this beer is uh, sour or kettle soured for like two and a half days. Um, it's always brewed on Friday. And it's completed on Monday. Oh, nice. So, um, we don't brew over the weekend. It's brewed Friday in the afternoon. It sits in the kettle with the lacto. Um, it's lactobacillus that we order, dump it into the kettle, leave it alone. And then it gets boiled and then run through. And then the pomegranate puree is added during fermentation. Okay. Um, so it is, it's just a Berliner Weiss, I mean, with some pomegranate in it. It's very good. Very good. It was a very good beer. Yeah, the it's like during, it's been on tap now for over a year. Um, and every time, like obviously in the winter, its popularity goes down a little bit. And then summer comes around and it shoots up like to become the most popular beer in the tap room. It's just, it's so refreshing and drinkable. So, um, I was telling you the story earlier, like when I decided that sours are okay for me was this beer. And it was because like a couple weeks ago we were brewing and it was like 85 degrees and it was hot outside. No, it was, it was like 90. Um, not important really, to the story, really humid. Well, it's important to the story because we were in the brew house and our pilot system isn't vented. So all of the steam goes right into the brew house until we get it vented, which is coming like in a couple weeks. Um, so it was hot as hell. It was 117 degrees in the brew house. And we were both like, Alex and I, the other brewer, were like, oh no, this is hot. And like going outside to 90 degrees was cooling off. Like we were stepping outside the door. And so we sat down, and he was like, have a pomegranate pucker. It's really refreshing. And I was like, I don't like sours that much. And he's like, just have some. So I had it, and I was like, oh, my God. It's so refreshing. And that was, like, my turning point in sours. Like, Casey's been working on me with sours for for a while. For a long time. Right. And I've, I've slowly warmed up to him. But, like, the literal, like, Berliner Weiss lactic sour has been a long time coming. I need to rinse my glass. Sorry. But yeah, uh, this one—it's it, a good beer. Like I, I like it quite a bit. Um, All right, so you need to empty something because we need to start diving into this. All right, perfect. That'll work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like four beers sitting in front of you. Right I know. Now. I have so much shit. Like, like just so down this one. I'll down it. And. <laughs> All right, so our main topic today, I know this is going to be a long one, guys. Please bear uh, uh, bear in there a little bit. Um, I haven't seen Rick in a while, so we kind of went off the rails a little bit yeah, on we that. Did. We always do. We always do. We always do. But now we're going to get down to business here. And I'm yep. really, I'm actually really excited about this one. So I'm excited that you're here for it because I brought it up to Brian. He didn't seem super interested. In it. I feel like he's done things like this before. Yeah. Um, but what I did is I bought, I went on Northern Brewer 
And um, will you just run down the list and say the crystal? So these are all Breeze crystal malts. Um, yep. Go Starting with the lightest, what do we have there? So we've got C10. So crystal 10. Yep. Crystal 20. We've got Vienna crystal. Vienna crystal 20. Yep. Uh, Crystal 40, crystal 60, crystal 80, crystal 90, crystal 120. Yep. So uh, we had, we had a listener, um, uh, shoot us, shoot us an email and you know who you are, Bjorn. Um, And (laughs) he said, he wanted to know like how we decide what crystals to use in what beer. And that got me thinking. I honestly am not a hundred percent sure. I know. I like I I like I know like how I kind of go with grabbing these uh like the crystals. Like I'm like okay, well if I need something a little darker, like but I don't know really know what like what flavors I'm getting out of each one, you know? Right. Um, and so you can leave them up there. I'm I so I'm trying to like show the coloration difference. Oh yep. And I think I'm just gonna grab beer cam and turn it toward this because. Well, I would, uh, yeah, I would leave beer cam there, and then maybe just uh, do like two by two. It's, it, I, I want to oh, like we'll, the we'll whole spectrum. Beer, well, nobody's watching live right now anyway, so it's not a huge deal. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, why don't I take a picture and we'll post it on the Facebook? That'll work better. That'll so work do that out. before we, yeah. So you do that while I talk. So what I did is. I bought a pound of each and I steeped them in water, like kind of like if you're doing a, a mini mash or like an extract with steeping. So about 160 degrees, I steeped them because I didn't want to get any tannin extract, but I wanted the sugar extraction. Um, and I didn't do it with any base malt, so we're not going to get any conversion, but we should still get a solid flavor of what we're getting out of these uh, out of these malts. I'm hoping. This could fail miserably, and then this episode might never see the light of day. We'll find out. <laughs> Actually, well, because you guys, I I don't know. I share my failures with you guys. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, we'll tell you about it. Yep. I'm going to post this. uh, Don't, don't. Well, yeah, you can post that right now. Um, But uh, will you hand me C10? Yeah. I'm going to decant a little bit of this uh, because there's a little bit of grain matter in there. A little little stuff. Little little stuff in there. Um, And, yep, this this, uh, top sealed when I put it in the fridge. There we go. Got the little pop back. All right. That is warty. There you go. You can have yours there. All right. So immediately getting like a grainy um, sweetness, not a ton of like uh, caramel uh, caramel, uh, aroma. decant here yeah so like I, I'm not entirely sure how to how to go about this but oh. it's very very cereally yeah <clears throat> aroma wise it smells it smells very close to base grain yep yeah very which, yeah actually yeah yeah it's, it smells a lot like just two row yeah which makes sense because so this it's is c10, C10 it's, it's barely like it's, been roasted it's almost base malt like <laughs> it's it's the next step up from well Actually, uh, so it ta- really, uh, taste-wise, it's just slightly sweeter than base malt. Um, yeah, well, yeah. it's it's like the per- it's a slightly higher perception of sweetness because it's a little bit more caramelized. Yeah, yeah. So you get you get just this. Uh, it's it's a very thin caramel character. Yeah. Mostly from this, I'm thinking I'm just getting color. I'm not getting a ton of actual crystal malt flavor. Yeah, it it basically tastes like base malt. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's probably a, we probably should. Uh, you should you too. should push that one into uh, some yeah, into the beer camp. Into the beer camp. Yeah, yeah. I I should have just thrown. I have some. I have some breeze too. Where I should have just done That's, that. But. It's fine. I'm pretty sure this is pretty much like what that would taste like. Yep, just with a little bit like, of color on it. That's basically it. It's basically just that with some color. Um, I don't think it's a whole lot different than base malt as far as flavor. Maybe a little bit of like. I honestly don't have a ton to say about this one. It, it's there's, not there's much not, different. Yeah, than there's, like there's not malt. much different. Like if if you've tasted like just malt, yeah, I think I think you're gonna get it. Uh, there's oh, so there's there's like a a very tiny hint of like the caramelization, the Maillard reaction, but or I just just caramelization, no Maillard reaction. Ignore that. Um, yeah. that happens in the kettle. Um. Yeah, no. Um, I think that if you put this in a triangle with 
Maris Otter and Golden Promise probably wouldn't tell a whole lot of difference. Yeah, I would say those are if you, slightly like darker base malts. If if you're looking just to add a little bit of color to your to your beer, I would add a I would add a big portion of this like C10 to your base malt for like your pale ales and yeah. IPAs. Well, and I, and I think like as far as like if you went with like milds or something this could add like a little layer of complexity to it. It's not going to add much though. It, w- I, it could it could add more than it could add more than you're tasting here. It could, yeah. If, if it's playing with other things, but if you're if you're looking at this with base malt, you're not. No, gonna no, see not much. just this and base malt. No, but Same even like, then, I feel like this this malt will get lost in the shuffle. I it, it, it doesn't. It you doesn't won't be have, able to taste it at all. Well, It'll add a little complexity. It, I feel. I feel like it doesn't have enough to stand out. Uh, or even well, like I, I feel like it'll get overwhelmed by the other malts. Yeah, and I don't know if it'll add that much complexity. I think, I think it would. Like not, uh, we're not talking about like it's gonna change the beer, and like put it over the top. We're talking about like if you're the type of person who's like tweaking your recipe constantly, which I know you are because you're a home brewer. Mm-hmm. Like if you're looking to add just like just a that little bit of that complexity, little like maybe you throw some of this in. Like maybe th- I I can't see this being a big influencer on a recipe at all. Yeah, um, is what I'm saying. Okay, so I'm saying like, if maybe you wanted like just to even just for your own head, throw in a little bit of complexity with this. I could see that. I can't see someone being like, I added C10 and it made my beer great. Like, yeah, no, I don't think I, that's. I can't happen. see that happening. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, speaking of C- is what I'm saying. Yeah. So we've done C10. Yep. Uh, you want to go ahead and throw the lid on there so we don't spill. Uh, and then grab us some C20. Yeah, I need to pour less next time. Uh, we're just hydrating now. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we we started doing this, and Rick is like, this is going to be the first episode where we don't get drunk. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, all right, so C20 on beer cam there. C20 on beer cam, a little darker. Uh, you you want to show it side by side with C10? Side by side? It's it's actually quite a bit darker. It's quite a bit darker. Um there are some of them that you don't really see the darkness difference. This is yeah. Once we get towards the the yeah. other end of the spectrum, you're gonna we're see that getting, a little bit more. We're still pretty dark here. Oh. Yeah, I'd, I'd say put it's this about, in there warm, huh? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Suck down. All right. I'm just gonna throw a little bit of this in. If you just wanna pour me a wee bit there, bud. Yeah. Pour you a little Thank bit. you. Um. Yeah. So again, like this was this was something like I I had never really thought about trying or I, I had thought about like I thought about doing it with hops, doing yeah. like some hop teas. Uh, but doing that with like actual beer, but I never really like thought about. Do- oh, whoa! All right, so right away, there's a much bigger yeah, caramel significant note to the C20. It's actually starting to smell like caramel malts. Yeah, um, you're getting you're getting that sweetness. You're getting that that rounded caramel flavor. Well, just the aroma. And if you look at a lot of homebrew recipes, like. C20 is where you start adding crystal malt. Like mm-hmm. C10 is fairly uncommon. It is. In recipes because it, like we said it's not that much different. Um C20 is where you start seeing people adding crystal malt. Like that's basically the bottom line for most home brewers. Um I I can say that I don't use crystal 10. I don't put it I in don't, anything. Yeah. Um because it's not it doesn't. Add I honestly that. didn't know they made Crystal Ten until I started buying all these for this thing. Yeah, well, I was like, yeah, oh, I that'll mean, make that'll make a fun probably, bit of the rainbow. You probably won't find it in your local homebrew store because you're probably gonna have to order it online. All right. Um, so yeah, C20, um, much more rounded um, caramel note. So I'm I'm starting yeah. to get like uh, you know like those those caramels like those individually wrapped caramels that when you're making caramel uh, apples like you have to unwrap individually and it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. I'm starting to get a little bit of that flavor, but yeah. like a very like light version of it. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely got some noticeable caramel notes now. Um, did you like put the same amount of water and same amount of grain in each of these? I did, except for the first one. So the I, I ordered from Northern Brewer yeah. and I opened up the box and the C10 had like a big gash in the bag and was spilled all over the box. OK, otherwise all of these got a pound <laughs> and 100 mils of water or a thousand mils of water. Okay. Yeah, great. Um, so, yeah, I, I just wanted to make sure we were, like, tasting across the board, like, yep. the same concentration. Yeah, I, I try to do as as good as I can, uh, as good as I could. Some of them I squeezed the bag. Some of them That's, were too hot. And, like, like, so, like, you can see the different volume levels. 
Uh, not a big deal. Like yep. it's some came pre crushed. We at least tried from, to do it right. Yep. Some like, some right came pre crushed from Northern Brewer. Others I had to crush myself. <laughs> it was a whole. Thing. I ordered them all uncrushed. Yeah. And then half of them, like lately, Northern Brewer's just been sending me crushed grain that I didn't pay for. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I wanted to crush it myself. Damn it! Like <laughs> that's that's crazy. No, um, so C20, this is this is a this is one I use a lot. Adds just the right amount of sweetness. Um, and then falls back onto that that good grainy character. That yeah, we're looking C twenty is a staple in pretty much all of my all of my English beers, basically. I uh, yeah, um, I use Simpsons, not Brees, but yeah, same concept. But, yeah, but like the like the Simpsons uh, light is yep. basically C twenty. Yeah, well, so si- yeah, Simpsons light uh, falls between C twenty and C forty. Right. Um, and which uh, and I so I think it's twenty seven average. Yep. Typically, so yeah. this next one that's coming up uh, is another C20, but it's Vienna C20, and that's on beer cam now. Yes, it's on beer cam now, and you can see it's significantly darker than the C20. Yeah, um, it's like two shades darker, I would say. Yeah, it's actually it actually I'm gonna put C40 on beer cam, and it actually appears darker than C40. Yes. Um. So I had recently discovered this one. Have never used it. Uh, used a significant amount of it in my Vienna Lager that I'm. Yeah, making right now, because I wanted some more malt complexity besides just Vienna. Well, like and, significant amount percentage wise. Uh, it was a decent amount. Yeah, you're gonna have a dark lager. Oh uh, well, uh, it's a. Based on what we're seeing it's, here, it's it's a Dosaki's Amber clone. So. Oh okay. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah, an amber lager. That would make sense then. Yeah. There you go. Gonna have some of that. Um. Do well, you want to yeah. start talking about this one? Though? What do you want me to talk about? It's a little uh, aroma. I don't know a whole lot about it. Well, just start sniffing it. Okay, I'll start sniffing it. I'm gonna put it back on beer cam. So if you're watching beer cam, you can see it next. All right. To the so C20. so we 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 just had the twenty. Um, yeah. So basically, on beer cam, I'm just gonna put it next to the one we just had. Uh, this one, it's that is, it's roastier yeah. than the uh, than the twenty. There's a it's significant a much, more roast roast character to it. A much more robust aroma. More, yeah, it's more full. Yeah. It, it, I, it smells like it has like the same amount of, like if I closed Ooh. my eyes, I would picture them about the same color. Yep. But, but this the, one just, it smells more full. So flavor wise, I'm getting like a biscuit, like a, oh, like a, like a yeah. biscuity cracker right before the, that, um, that, that sweetness pops in. This tastes like the Maris Otter version of C20. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it really does. It, like, it, like there's like an Englishy character to it. This this tastes like Maris Otter Crystal Twenty. This this tastes like roasted Maris Otter. Yeah, uh, that's that's a really good way to put it. But yeah, no. So like, there's a there's like a biscuity cracker, um, then followed by that that caramely sweetness. Yeah, it's very I, good. I like that a lot. That may be replacing regular Crystal. I 20. think I think this would make if you're if you're looking for Crystal Twenty in something. And you replace it with this Vienna, I think you're going to get a more complex beer. You're definitely if, 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 get if you're looking for complexity. Well, we can we can say for sure you're going to get more complexity because we just tried them side by side. Yes. Um, so you are absolutely going to get more complexity because Crystal Twenty was good, wasn't super complex. This, this is way better. Complex. I really like this this malt. Yeah. I would say, what's that? Carlos Lumbers. Okay. Um, I would say if you have a beer that you use Crystal 20 in and you're looking for some sort of way to tweak it, try this because this is the first time I've tried it. It's fantastic. It's awesome. This is actually a really good way to try malt. I'm not mad about this at all. No, this is this is great. Like this is a very pure way to try the malt. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I really like this Vienna Crystal 20 from Breeze. It's I fantastic. Do too. So I would go with Vienna Crystal 20 if you're going up looking for something like. All right, so we're jumping from 20 to 40? 20 to 40, and I think I'm going to leave the Crystal 20 up and, and not take the, the Vienna. Yeah, take the Vienna out. Just because it does appear darker. So All right, so, the yeah, yep, so we have Crystal 40. They almost um, look the same color yeah. on the beer can. Uh, uh, so if you guys uh, are looking for more information on Crystal Malts and how they're made and stuff, uh, we didn't, we've, we, I think we've done two episodes on it now. Yeah. Um, so go through our backlog, check that out. And I really hope this is uh, at least helpful to you guys. Uh, if you guys would like to do something like this on your own, again, uh, I did just took some water, 
uh, and then took some of the grain, um, put it in a uh, put it in a cheesecloth sack, and steeped it for 15, 20 minutes. No, did you steep it at heat? At heat. Like, yep. Yeah. Okay. At temp. Like so, like a mini mash. So like at like one fifty. Uh yeah yeah so I I I hit, I hit one sixty then took the flame because I wanted body. So rock one fifty to one sixty. Yeah, will be fine. Yep. Yeah. Uh yeah, and you'll get you'll get the uh, hopefully get the flavor of the of the grain. Um yeah you're so not you gonna... did quite a bit of work to get this. It took me Basically, a couple hours. Yeah, like because this afternoon one hundred and fifteen. Yeah. He, well, I did four at a time, and there's only eight of them, so. You do four at a time. What did you do? I have four burners. Oh, okay. You did it on the stove. I, I did on the stove. Yeah, there's it was only a hundred or a, a thousand mils of water. So right. no, I, like, I didn't think of that. Was, but yeah, still, like, a liter. That's, that's still like that's still an afternoon. Yeah. yeah. No, it, but it was yeah. Well, I, I I put work into the show for these people. Yeah, they deserve <laughs> it. <laughs> so don't discredit yourself. Like I didn't do much. <laughs> you did. You did some work to do. All right. This. So C forty. Um. Again, we're 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 slowly ramping up that crystal flavor. Yep. Uh, Brian likes to bring up C forty a lot as uh one of the so like the these middle crystal malts like the twenty forty sixty eighty. Yeah. Uh, high oxidizers. Yep. Um. So this is something like it. You will potentially uh burn your shelf life down. Right. So keep that in mind when you're using these. Um, but yeah, uh, much bigger crystal punch. Yeah. Well, the aroma, like just smelling the aroma. Now you're, you're really leaving that like. You're leaving that graininess behind. Yeah, you're leaving that. And you're like getting more of the sweetness. Graininess, and now you're getting kind of like. It it doesn't smell so much like a cereal grain anymore. Uh, I'm still liking the Vienna Twenty better. I'm just tasting it. Yeah, after the Fiana Twenty, it's kind of one-dimensional. Which there's yeah, so you get you get you get sweetness, um, not a ton, and a, like just a hint of that graininess, but you don't get any of that delicious biscuit that we were getting off of the. So the Vienna. thing is though, like the C Twenty is a spectacular malt by itself. Yep, but we can't expect all of these to be great malts by themselves because typically. They're, they're, You're they're, not using one. Yeah, no, they're they're layers on a palette. Right, like a lot of times, you're not using one. Like, uh, so oh, I didn't talk about the mild that I made, but my you mild, have talked to you 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 uh, you brought that one out on the show. Yeah, I brought I brought yep. it on the show. I didn't follow up. Um, got uh, forty three out of fifty at the Congrats. show. Congrats. Um, almost won. If I hadn't bottled it off the keg, probably would have won. But oh well. Um, but that mild used four different crystal malts, so that's a big thing that we should probably point out is that you typically aren't just using these one. are the, these these are paints on a palette. Yeah. So if you are just using one, it's a lot of times in like like a a pale ale or something to give it a little color and a little bit of complexity. And then I would recommend the ten. Right. Like if if you don't if you don't want to add a ton of complexity, or, add that ten. Or the twenty. I mean, uh, uh, no, that I would not add that twenty to a pale ale. This. You, would, like it, you wouldn't add, like, 5% of that to a pale ale and have some complexity? You're lying out your asshole. I no, know you would. It, it depends on what kind of pale ale I'm making. If I'm making, like, a West Coast-style American pale, no. Because I want that well, to be... I want that body to fall away. It's not the only pale ale there is. I'm just saying. Just I'm saying. saying if you're making, like, an East Coast pale ale with piney, resinous qualities, you don't want that in there, like, 5%? Oh, I probably do. I, I would want that in Mid-Coast, for sure. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. All right. right. Anyway, let's talk to C40. Anyway. Do we have anything um, else to say about C40? Or do we move on to no, C60? No, I mean, it's 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 just a little darker than C20. I mean, yeah, there's not uh, a whole like, lot to it. Yeah, color-wise, if you're looking for something darker, go for C40. As I far as I flavor, like, it's not even that much different. I feel like C40 might be one of those, like, ah, skip over it. Yeah, I think it is. I think, well, and I do. Because so. we're, we're in these middle crystals, the C, C20 to 60, because yeah. the next one's 60, yeah? Yep. Um, I feel like these are going to be very similar. So, well, for an example, in the mild that I do, I actually use 30, um, which is the Simpsons. Simpsons. Yep. Because it's, well, it's 27. But so, the, like, the Simpsons is a little bit more loose. It's, like, averaged at 27. Yep. Sometimes it's, like, 34. Sometimes it's 25. They average it. 
and they call it light instead of giving it a number. Yeah. Um, but I use the Simpsons, and that's it, like the 30. And then I use the Simpsons medium, which is like a 60 70. to 80. Yeah. yeah. And then I use, I actually use the, the Reese uh, 120. Okay. Um, and then I use the Simpsons dark. So I use all four of those. Um, so like you're getting layers. Yep. And that's the biggest thing. Right, let's let's uh let's put but a I 60 while we're talking about her here. Yeah, let's get the 60. 68. So leave the 40 out there so we can see the 60. And again, yeah, so these middle crystals, there's not a ton of like if if you put them non-labels in front of me, it, yeah. I would be hard pressed to tell the color difference. Well, definitely the yeah. Like the well, so on the beer cam, if you have the beer cam, we're looking twenty to forty. Not that much different at all, honestly. If we turn the labels away, you actually can't tell. It's yeah. Um, and I, I, and really the sixty. You gotta pour yourself some. Really, the sixty is not much different at all. So aroma-wise, I get more off the sixty than I do the twenty and the forty. Um, there's a more robust caramel flavor or you caramel aroma. You can't tell the difference. No, no, color-wise, no. Any of these. But this is 40. This is 60. Um, um, flavor-wise, yeah. But you, you can smell it. Yeah, it's more in the aroma than the flavor. Yeah. I'm not getting a lot more of the caramel out of there. I'm getting less graininess. Um, yeah. like each, each step we go farther, that, that like raw grain, like that raw flowery graininess is going away. And more of this roasty crystal is coming through. Right on the back end of this, I get like the. It's more roasted than caramely. Yep. Um. It it takes that like base grain, flowery, graininess and darkens it on the back of my tongue. Mm -hmm. I guess that's the best way to describe it, probably. <laughs> but now we're about to make a jump. So, yep. so what we need to do after this is we need to heat these all up and do a hot toddy when it's 110 degrees out. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually game for that because it sounds delicious, <laughs> and we have it available. <laughs> I'm game. We'll talk about that after the show. <laughs> um, all right. So what's next? So now we're gonna. I'll, I'll put it on beer. So C80 is our is our first like now we're really a big jump. jump. Yeah. Um, so for the listeners, it we're going we're going darker. from a a pale caramel color to uh, to verging on motor oil black. Yeah, well, I mean, so I would describe these as the uh, C twenty through sixty. I would describe as amber. Okay, amber is a good. Yeah. Um, and the C ten is basically like the pale crystal. Yep. So these are all amber except for the VC twenty, which is darker than. 60. Yeah, it's 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 that that it's medium kind of interesting. Um, but now we're moving to the eighty, which is noticeably noticeably darker, quite a bit darker. Um, and so these the, last this, three are these, all fairly. Yeah, dark. so these last three they're they're very similar for their darkness. You're you're seeing a big jump. Yeah. Even we're even though we're only going 12, 20 love a bond. Yeah. I feel like we're seeing a big bigger jump than we are between twenty and sixty. Yeah, once we well, oh, we, we definitely are, um, because it's it's hard to tell at all between twenty and sixty. I'm I'm just gonna grab something real quick. Okay, I'm gonna talk about this for a second. All right, um, yeah. So aroma wise, uh, we're starting to get some of that uh, astringency. We're starting to get some. Oh, there you go. That's a good plan. Yeah. So um, like, if you look on the beer cam, it's. Like I got a white background. Yeah, uh, listeners, he just he put a white background down behind the behind the stuff. Anyway, yeah. uh, so aroma wise, we're starting to get some of that roast character. Um, we're starting to pick up some of that. Um, I, I'm trying to think of another way to describe it, uh, like that burntness, that that burnt aroma. Yeah, like the the roasted like. Yep. Uh, there's there's a big caramelized. Well, no, it's not it's not caramelized. It's burnt. Because uh, we're starting, we're starting to pick up like a big astringency in the in the flavor as well. Oh yeah, like uh, you're getting that that roastiness. Like uh, there's there's that like burnt husk astringency <laughs> coming through. It's it's funny because like 20, 40, 60, it's like tastes pretty much the same, and then and this then, is like whoa. 
This is like a hard shift into a like a so very this different is, gear. This, this, this is where we hit that uh, that temperature range uh, during yeah. the roast. So it's basically where, a tipping point. Yep. Where, um, where it's not, not, not combustion's happening, but it's like on the verge. Right. So this actually tastes roasty. Whereas these tasted like caramelized... But it's not overwhelmingly roasty. It's roasty no. with a with um. So basically, if you took C sixty and added roast the roast character to it, I think that's the same. That's the same flavor that we're getting. Uh, there's there's like no, there's I'm, this yeah. astringency up front with this really nice sweetness in the back. No, it certainly doesn't taste like a roast malt, but like it's noticeably roasty, whereas the C sixty is not. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I like, honestly have no idea if this is gonna be helpful for listeners or not. Please let us know. Because this is super helpful for me. Yeah. Like, well, and I think I think if you're a listener and it's not helpful for you, maybe just try this on your own. I yeah. So because um, it's actually like it's really going to inform you a, on the difference. A pound of here. each of these is like uh, two bucks a piece, so you can do this entire thing for under twenty bucks. Yeah. Please like do it. It's it, it's really informative. Yeah, I would I would highly recommend it because. When you when you asked me if I'd want to do this, I was like, "Yeah, that sounds like it could be fun." You thought we were just gonna be crunching on malt, though. I did. I <laughs> thought we were just eating it, uh, <laughs> but I didn't know you put this much work into it. But also, like, I I didn't think it was gonna be like that. I thought it was gonna be kind of fun, but this is actually like I'm learning a lot about these like these malts um, just by doing this. And Brees, if you can get Brees malt, that's a pretty good one because it's widely used. Um, and it, it has such, like, a lot of maltsters will skip some. And they won't have everything, and Brees has all of it. Yeah, Brees has a lot. It's a pretty good measure. They also thing. have an, uh, yeah, yeah so, they, so I thought they just went from C80 to 120. Had no idea they did a 90. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be trying 90 next. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good measuring stick. It's not the measuring stick. No, but it's but a measuring because, stick. Because they do have so much available it's a good way to see all the variety because you don't want to compare stuff from different well and so like i thought about I, well i thought about throwing some simpsons in here and stuff but i was like that should simpsons should be its own show if we right. if we decide to do this again well so if you're just baseline going like let's try crystal malts light to dark you don't want them from different malts yep. because there's going to be so much variance between maltsters on exactly what flavors you're going to get because the processes are different, the equipment's different, and then you can really so get So immediately into this one is a lot, is even darker than the last one. So we're doing the 90 now, uh, significantly yeah. darker than the I'm 80, just I interrupting. You're done with what I'm saying. I am. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're pushing an hour. I want to... It's, it's, it's fine. I, I You need to do that. I know. And that's, that's why, why I host. do it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to draw attention to it. <laughs> I just like to call it out because it's fun. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. That smells. I, so, appearance-wise, they don't look that different at all. This one has this aroma. one has a more roasty astringency in the yeah. aroma. This this one is where I get the more burnt that you were saying. Yep. Um, oh, this one's a lot sweeter though, but also a lot more burnt. This one I is very complex. I think that's sweeter. I think it's just more aggressive. That could be. Yeah. Um, there's definitely more astringency. Yeah. Um, a lot more. It's it's a lot more tannic. Yeah. It's definitely like this is where you're getting into tannin. But there's still a really nice car like a uh, sweetness on there. Yeah. Like just that that um like oh, it's, toasted it's sugar. It's sweet. It's just I don't think it's sweeter. I think it's just more. Just more. It's actually like quite a bit different, despite being almost the same color. I would, I would and say only ten Levabon. Well, I, w- I would say that C ninety is C eighty cranked to eleven. Yeah, I think that'd be correct. Yeah, it's like, it's like party C eighty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's turned up. All right. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add about C eighty, or should we dive into one twenty? Finish this out. No, I, I don't have a lot to say about it. I mean, it's basically oh. just that. Oh man, um, it's hard to. You ever uh, eat like a chocolate covered espresso beans? Yeah, that's what this like is that. like. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, then this is going to be interesting. I'm really so we're we're diving into 120. 120 is the darkest um, crystal malt that they have. They have this other roasted like I'm pouring malt. coffee now. Yep. They they have they have 
They have other roasted malts, but we did not talk about those because that was going to be a whole other thing. Yeah. We're um, just doing the crystals. Yep. Trying trying to keep... This is more of an experiment. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there it is. Aroma-wise, not as intense as 90. Oh, the aroma's not as intense. Uh, Color-wise, almost the same as 90. Almost the same. Um, aroma-wise, not as intense. It is a little bit darker. Um, it's, you can definitely that see That one's it. pure tannins, not a ton of... Uh, well, color-wise, though. Oh, oh color-wise. Color-wise, yeah. I could see the difference while I was pouring it. So yeah. the C90, I could see through as I was pouring it. This one looked like coffee as I was pouring it. That's why I remarked that. No, I'm, I'm so thinking... So now, let's talk right, about flavor. Flavor-wise, flavor pure tannin. Not a lot of sweetness. There's there's very little sugar left in this. Oh, yeah, that doesn't taste like sugar at it's, all. It's just straight burnt. Yeah. That doesn't taste sweet at all. So I think it... Um, as far as using this in your beer, if you want some sweetness but you want that color, I'm saying 90. I would say 90 for sure. If you just if you just want color and you're not looking for the sweetness, 120. Yeah, but then you get into that conversation if you're just looking for color. Why aren't, why don't D-Hus you use Dehus Black? Yeah. Um, well, but you're, you're you're still getting a little bit of sweetness. You're not getting a ton. Honestly, I would only probably put this in stouts. Yeah. I for that for that driest redundancy. Yeah, I don't think I would put this even in So a well so the reason the reason you would use this over the dehust is if you're looking for that drying astringency. Yeah, which would work in a stout. Yep, stout I don't or even, porter. I don't think I would even put this I'd in, put a it in a porter. I think I would prefer the ninety in a porter. Yeah, that complexity, yeah. I because in a porter I wouldn't need as much drying. I, I wanna I wanna do this with DRC because I really like DRC, but I think this might be think it might be yeah like uh, that so 90 my takeaway from tonight like looking back on the eight that we've had yeah um i'm going to start using vienna crystal 20 yep. because crystal sure. that is a game changer yeah and then c90 instead of c120 i think so um so i don't think you're going to get a whole lot of color difference between them they're like the 120 is not a lot darker but if the flavor add, is incredible. So the the adding of 120 is going to give you a big change in the roastiness and like astringency of your beer. The 90 is not going to give you I think that's going to be more forgiving. I think if you accidentally add a little too much 90 versus a little too much 120, you're going to get a more forgiving flavor. You're as not well. going to get that mouth drying like yeah. blah blah blah. I th- I think this is going to be first more forgiving, but also and more also, complex. Yeah, it's going to add a it's going to add a complexity because it retains sweetness that the 120 doesn't have. And so it's a complex say, sweetness. Yeah. And I would say I would go with 90 over 120 or 80. Um, because it's got a little more interesting flavor than the 80, just as sweet. All right, um, quick, if you had to choose a favorite out of these eight, what would you choose? Uh, this one, because I'm thinking about actually just drinking it. The VC20? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Vienna, Vienna 20. Yeah, the, v- the Vienna Crystal 20. I'm thinking about just drinking some more of it, <laughs> because it was actually really tasty. I'm going to have to agree with you. I think that VC20 is a game changer. But the 90 is a close second, because yep. that's also a game changer for me. Uh, which, which one was your least? Uh, to be honest, the 120. I'm gonna say the 40. Well, so dis- most disappointing, maybe the 40. Least favorite to drink, just as oh, a just tea. as is 120. Yeah. Um, either the 10 or the 40. Yeah, the, because 10, the 10 seems the most pointless. 10 seems really pointless, but it wasn't offensive. The 40. The 40 was disappointing seems- because it was the same as the 20 and the 60. Yeah. So we learned actually that Ooh. a lot of these flavors weren't all that different. And yeah, now we learned something today, it which uh, is the point. Which is why you should just stick with Simpsons Light because it's the well, same we, as all. We, of we these. can't we can't talk about Simpsons because we only did Breeze. I know, but I'm just saying, like I'm doing the asshole thing. Oh, okay. Well, stop doing that. <laughs> it's what we do. <laughs> Shows change. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. And again, I'm sorry we ran an hour uh, this week. I know you guys are used so to that sorry half you hour, got more 40 content. Yeah, jeez. Oh, no, um, but honestly, uh, if you found this helpful, please let us know if you didn't. 
let us know how we can do it better. Um, yeah, we'd really like to know because I think... This, this like, is super experimental on our part. We had no idea what was going to happen. We could do more fun stuff like this when I'm around. Not when Brian's around because he doesn't like it. Well, no, and like, I, I like, it was I'm just... i just shitting it, on Brian because Well, no, and here. it was just a little breather and he didn't want to do this, so... <laughs> um, but no, like, Brian shits on me when I'm not here, so I'm going to shit back on Brian. I understand. <laughs> um, you guys have this weird rivalry over my affection. <laughs> No, Brian just like <laughs> Brian likes to call me out when I'm not gonna be on the show for a few months, and then it's too late for me to address it when I get on the show. This is like you're doing now. All right, um, yeah. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at Patreon. Uh, or sorry, email at feedback at blindnerdstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash blindnerdstudios, or follow us on Twitter at blindnerdscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.